0: Hi guys this is Morgan and this is Janelle coming to you from my basement the basement Ooh. <laughs> today is going to be
1: episode one this is going to be over St. Mikan's Crips
0: we actually visited uh, St. Michael's Crips back in 2019 which was an incredible and eerie experience so we're going to be talking about the two break-ins of um,
1: Robberies that they've had. Uh, The first one was in 1996, and the second one was right before we went in 2019.
0: All right, everyone, welcome back. Podcast, which is about everything that happens after the funeral.
1: So, this podcast today, episode one, is going to be about St. Michael's Crips. Um, we have some cool stuff planned out in the future. We're going to be doing stuff about different grave stories, the dead on display in America. We might do some stuff about uh, bog burials, very cool. And of course,
0: murder. <laughs> so, if you're interested in death, decay, burial. What's Whatever. Underground. What's under, what is underground? Subscribe, see what we have coming, and follow us on Instagram at official underscore, underscore, <laughs> underscore plot twist. St. Mikan's. St. Here comes the podcast. Uh, so St. Mikan's, originally the foundations were built for the Vikings. Ooh, very cool. Yeah. The present building was mostly rebuilt around 1685, but the uh, tower that still remains there is from the 12th century. It's named for a Danish saint, and for around 500 years, it was the only church on the north side of the River Liffey, which is pretty much the main river in Dublin. So one of the really cool things about it is that they had this huge pipe organ that was installed in 1724. Do you remember seeing that? I do, yeah. That's right when you walk in the mm-hmm. church, right? Because we were in the church for a little
1: bit, and then we moved out and down yes. to the crypt.
0: Yes. Yeah, the church mm-hmm. was the church was really cool itself. It was, it was. beautiful. And it that was. and that uh, organ was, like, so imposing. Legend has it that Handel played the first Messiah on that... Organ, wow, like the hands of Jesus himself, <laughs> right? <laughs> the hands of Handel, Ooh, very handy, Hendo. Oh God. <laughs>
1: All right. So when we were there, we went down to the burial vaults, um, and there they contained five long burial vaults uh, of mummified remains, some of Dublin's most influential seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth century families. Such as the legendary Shearer's brothers, <clears throat> not the potato chips, because that is what I thought. Um, very influential family, but a different one, different one. So their lives ended in a very tragic way. It was said that they were they were threatened to be disemboweled alive while they watched their organs essentially burn. Uh, that did not happen, although that is pretty common. Pretty common to have an, uh, an ending like that. But for them, instead, they were hung and chopped. <laughs> 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 hung and chopped. So I'm not sure if this is much better. Um, no. It's just, uh, you know, you get
0: what you get. But yeah, but yeah, they were Irish rebels. So, you know, the English were not so nice no. with the rebels back no. then. So it seems like it was kind of common for them to do this this sick shit. Fascinating. <laughs> fascinating.
1: Sick fascinating. we going to talk about the mummies. The lots and lots of mummies. So mummies were preserved due to the limestone and the dry basement methane gas, presence of oak and soil, building materials of the church or a combination, um, they don't really know for sure. There's a lot of reasons that a lot of the bodies have been mummified. So we were down there, and we saw a lot of these mummies. So the loophole allows allows you to see these mummified corpses. Um, They can be viewed legally because the caskets are open or broken down, like the ones that we saw. Like, they completely were just basically broken down by by time um and as they break down over time the mummies can be viewed
0: i think it'd be really cool to be able to just like watch people for the rest of eternity Ooh, you know like, just you be know, like this is my head
1: well now like i like a few years back it was really popular on youtube to do like the one day like one second a day videos to see how your life progresses as you as you get older and people have done them from years like what if you just did, like, one picture a day as you progressively, like, decayed over hundreds of years just to see, like, the skin come off, the maggots come in, and
0: gross, but cool? Maybe someone's done this. We definitely need to look into this. Maybe.
1: Maybe, yeah. Probably not, you know, for as long, obviously. No, there's, there's Hundreds no way. of years. But, I
0: mean, but maybe like, a few years. I would be into that.
1: Yeah. For research on d- decaying decaying corpses i don't know could be cool maybe we'll do an
0: episode on it maybe we'll do it ourselves on ourselves <laughs> <laughs> so next to the shears brothers the most the possibly most famous part of st Ends is uh what's known as the big four mummies the first is the unknown woman which i'm not no offense but like why are you part of the big four if you're just if you're the unknown. unknown right
1: That was so important,
0: but we don't know you. We don't know you. We don't know you. There's dozens of other bodies here, but, you know, the unknown.
1: Yeah, dozens of other bodies that they don't know anything about, (laughs) but they chose this woman to be the special
0: unknown person. Is it just, like, (laughs) because she's buried with the other big three, that now she's like, you know what, like, she's famous by proximity?
1: Maybe, or maybe, I don't know, they paid a lot of money to be in – these crypts. Did she Was she in like the Luxie crypt one where you had to spend an extra, I don't know, 30 pounds or whatever the currency was to be in. And so they're like, oh, she must be important because she paid so much to the church to be in this particular crypt.
0: I think it's I luck. Know. I think it's luck that she ended up with this, you know, her casket broke down the perfect amount and now she's here. She's living her best second life. <laughs> second life! She'll never know anything about this, but
1: she's, like, one of the most famous, you know, mummified beings on our planet today.
0: Oh, that's that's deep. I
1: know. <laughs> I know.
0: So the next, the second um, of the big four is uh, known as the thief. They believe that he is a thief because he's missing parts of both feet and um, a hand. And so that was a typical punishment, you know, like – You steal something, they cut off your hand so you can't steal, etc., etc.
1: How many? So, we don't know anything about what he stole. No. But, from other stories I've heard, just not just in Ireland, everywhere, isn't it like one hand per, like one limb per, like, stolen item? That's
0: what I thought. I mean, obviously. Like, you
1: stole something, cut off your hand. You steal something again, you cut off the other one. I guess you got no hands, you keep stealing, cut off your feet. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, a serial thief. Yeah, kleptomaniac here. <laughs> it could be. My other thought on this is, like, I was saying about the un- the unknown woman, they do pay a lot of money to be in these crypts.
0: Yeah, what was it like? hold on, what did I say? I wrote this down in my three to four years' wages was in my journal.
1: Right. Which makes me feel like if you're a thief, you might not have that kind of money.
0: Unless you stole all the money.
1: Potentially. <laughs> You know, I have questions. And then my other thought is, you know, did they did cut off limbs so you would fit into your casket. Because there was a one size casket. If you were too <laughs> tall, you were too hefty. They got to get you in there somewhere. how they're going to start chopping things off, ripping meat from your body to squeeze you in there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, right. That's gross, but that's what they did. So was he a thief? did he just not fit did he have like i don't know some kind of disease where he had large hands i don't know these are just my thoughts my genuine <laughs> honest thoughts that i have that are not scripted
0: <laughs> off the off the record
1: it's just happening it's all coming out now i have i have things i want to say about it but um but you said that he potentially was turned his life around and became a priest
0: yeah so their thought uh, many scholars think that he became a priest or some kind of holy person because a lot of like priests and nuns things like that were buried here so that is a lot of uh, scholars best guess as to why he was allowed to be buried here even though he was a thief and probably not wealthy and the reason they think that he is uh, a thief and not just you know kind of severed up to fit (laughs) in the coffin is because he a lot of times well as as i will get to they're buried with the other limbs if they need to cut off another part of the body they'll bury them in the coffin as well this man was missing parts of his feet no hand they are you know unaccounted for so that's why they think he's a thief but who really knows
1: unless somebody went in and stole them like before they started you know keeping track of
0: that's true. Maybe someone wanted a souvenir. I don't know. As as we'll get to. Unfortunately, it happens. Yeah. People are.
1: Yes, it does.
0: Uh, the third of the big four is uh, the nun. They believe that she was some kind of holy woman. Again, another one that they don't really have a whole lot of information on. But they were led to believe that she is a nun again since a lot of the people there buried there were either wealthy or you know people of god And the fourth possibly the most famous of uh saint micans is their crusader so this is a 800 year old soldier who was uh part of the crusades and so as you were talking about earlier morgan you know they had a kind of chop him up to fit him in there he was six and a half feet tall which is super tall super
1: tall (laughs) especially for back then
0: everybody
1: is notoriously just short right that's tall even now
0: yeah even now it's tall and i i can't imagine i mean but their coffins are probably five and a half six feet tall um so he they actually had to break his legs to fit into the coffin so there's him and then there's like these legs kind of just shoved in the
1: side yeah
0: as one does
1: right well isn't like a it's like a religious thing that you need to be buried all in one place right correct
0: yes yeah as a christian catholic well actually i think they're anglican but kind of all of the above right that they need to be buried all together even if you're cremated or whatever all of your remains have to remain together Legend has it that if you touch the hand of the crusader, you will have good luck for one year. Unfortunately, uh, in 2017, you're no longer allowed to touch any of the mummies due to obviously the wear and tear on um their bodies. But until that point, you could touch um any of the available mummies. Which just seems a little a little bit disrespectful. Like you can look at my 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 bare skull, but please do not touch yeah, the merchandise.' I don't signed
1: up for this. so i I have actually a picture pulled up right now of the good, <laughs> the good luck hand. <laughs> um it is really gross. We can probably attach a picture.
0: yeah, we should be able to on Instagram or on or on online. Instagram.
1: Um, so <laughs>
0: Morgan, what was your description of it?
1: It looks like jerky like so there's there's flesh on this hand still, and this is a picture from. I believe, 20, 2016, 2017, somewhere in there. So it's not, I mean, no, the the hand is very old, but the picture is not that right. old. Right. Um, it looks like some kind of jerky. You can still see, like, wrinkles in the dark flesh on the hand. Um, you can see the joints. And then there's this, like, white stuff all over it that might be it turning to ash that could be that honestly that (laughs) looks like human ash but it also looks like hard water you would find around your faucet yeah um but i can't believe that you could just touch this like barehanded reach in and touch this what how many years old is this like 800 800 800 year old hand and the fact that it has not fallen off or had not i don't know what it's like now and people are just allowed to touch this thing Really bothers me, actually. Yeah. Like, that really bothers me. Like, I get the good luck, kiss the Blarney Stone, cool, hold the dead 800-year-old hand. A little uneasy
0: about that. Yeah, a little, a little disrespectful.
1: And after doing that, you only get one year of good luck?
0: That's good point. It. Like, for me to touch, a, like, a dead a dead man's hand, that just, I mean, that sounds like bad luck to me, first of all.
1: Right. And I'm going to say in the picture, I'm not sure, it could be from all the people touching it, but I believe that one of one of the fingers has fallen off. I mean, what do you
0: think? Let me see. Yeah, it does kind of look like maybe the second finger is either, yeah, it does look like it's fallen off. I mean, but it would make sense if people okay. keep t- touching. Again, again, could have been stolen.
1: I mean, if they're just letting you touch whatever. I mean, think about it. How many people who are just going for a tour... Who are sickos like you and me <laughs> um, might just reach in and grab something and put it in their pocket and leave.
0: And it's really—I mean, these are truly mummified remains. Like you, like you said, you can see all the wrinkles of the hand. Like this isn't bones. Like this is this is an actual mummified, naturally you, mummified remains.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Like very cool,
0: very cool. But the
1: fact that they let people just touch whatever they could. For all of these years, and just kind of ruin
0: somebody's body. Yeah. I just, that seems like bad karma to me.
1: Man, talk about rolling around in your grave, you know. (laughs) Anthony Dillon. Thirteen years old was sentenced to six years of detention. Now, he wasn't sentenced at 13. The crimes were done when he was 13. He was sentenced, I believe, when he was 17. His crimes were unspeakable Unspeakable people. So he pled guilty to tar- to charges of arson, causing criminal damage and theft of tools. Doesn't sound that bad. It's bad, but it gets worse. So he destroyed 60 coffins. The arson comes in because, so he went down into the crypts at St. Mikan's with two other little friends, (laughs) thieves, his assassins, whatever you want to call them. Uh, He went down with two other people. (laughs) And they had, I mean, this is 1996, so I don't know why they don't have flashlights, but they don't have flashlights and they have, um... Help me out, Janelle. A torch? Torch. Thank you. <laughs> no, they're going down into the crypt. They've caused a lot of burn damage. That was the arson charge. Um, so they're criminal tar- charges. And the only person who really got charged was actually Anthony, Dylan. He destroyed, he and his other little wangle, tangle people, <laughs> his friends.
0: I don't know. All these, these little hooligans, the hooligans, one might say. that? hooligans.
1: The hooligans. They destroyed 60 coffins in the crypt. They were later resealed and reburied after the vandalism, but there were 60 that were destroyed. And when we went down there, there were a lot of coffins, but, I mean, that would have been a significant amount of the ones down there. I mean, do you, Absolutely. like, you know what I mean? Because I don't remember there being, like, hundreds and hundreds of, of coffins. Right. So, I would say there was maybe, like, yeah, I Maybe. feel like, like... There really wasn't a lot. So this would have been pretty much messing with every single coffin that was down there.
0: Yeah, they would have had to really take some time and make some extensive damage. hmm
1: So Anthony and two other hooligans were looking for valuables in the crypts. Okay, they're 13. I don't know what they're looking for. Um, they took a child's coffin out of the crypt, out into probably what would be the the graveyard area, because you go into the crypt, you come out, there's a graveyard. So they took a child's coffin out of the crypt, outside, they dismembered the body of this child, dismembered it. These children dismembered this probably 500 year old child that was just sitting down there peacefully in their coffin. And do you know what they did after that? They dismembered the body, took the head off, and played football, most likely in the graveyard, with the head of the child. Oh my so God. there's three, like, I'm going to say probably between 12 and 13 year old children out in this graveyard playing with a hundred year old mummified, essentially a baby's head in the graveyard.
0: Now, I know teens don't have the best judgment, but something in you has to be saying, this is wrong. This is wrong. (laughs) On the deepest level of wrong.
1: Right. So it also says in some of the articles we were looking at about this case that um, he was abusing illegal drugs at the time. From the time he was 12 to 13 when this happened. I don't think it mentioned if he was doing drugs or, like, on drugs at the time of the break-in.
0: I feel like you'd have to be.
1: I would think so. But they don't say what the drugs are. Um, Just mentioned that he had been abusing drugs. Drugs. (laughs) Drugs. I've had some wine, guys. Has been abusing drugs since the age of 12, which is just really sad. Like, that's so sad.
0: It is very sad. I and mean, for you to get to this point that you're playing football with a, a deceased child's head
1: with your friends. With like, your friends. Like, oh, we're just going to go out and play football today, guys. It's going to be so <laughs> wholesome. We'll meet you in the graveyard. <laughs> like, what? This is so disturbing so disturbing. So he ended up going to, I, I don't know if it was jail, I, I saw the uh, the word detention mentioned, so I think because of his age he went to some kind of like correctional community for um, the sentence was for six years but he only stayed for three, but the interesting thing is he didn't plead guilty till he was 17, so I'm not sure what was happening between the time he was playing football outside with some child's head to the time he was sentenced. Because some guards
0: caught him, right? Like, they found them playing football. So they would have been caught, like, immediately.
1: Yes. But But imagine
0: being that guard walking in and seeing children kicking something around, and then you look and you see that it is a head? Head. And
1: and and they did not say skull. So I'm going to assume... Not that it's any better, but I'm going to assume that it was, like, a mummified head, kind of like the hand that we were talking about, and that it's not a skull, because they said, I just feel like it's in the language. It was a head. Well, and
0: additionally, since it was in the crypts, you would assume that it was also mummified, so, which makes it a little bit more eerie in a way.
1: Yeah, well, because they dismembered the body, so I don't know if they took off arms, legs, then head, or I don't know what was going on. Um, but imagine if you were that guard. Like, what would you do? So now, what would you do? Oh,
0: God. I don't know. In my career as a nurse, I've seen some and had to interrupt some cr- pretty crazy shit in short. But um, I don't know what I would do. I think I would be that, like, scary crypt keeper coming out of the shadows and being like, Put that down, children. What do you think you're doing?
1: <laughs> I mean, I would drop the head and run. That oh hell yeah! Me. That was terrifying. I'd be me.
0: scary. I'd be scary as hell.
1: If it was me, I'd say this is above my pay grade, and I'd just walk <laughs> the other way. <laughs> I don't like confrontation. I think I'd, I'd see it, I'd turn around, and go the other way, and get somebody else to <laughs> deal with it because it's <laughs> just not. No, no, no. Yeah,
0: I uh, can't imagine that they're getting paid enough to deal with a actual disembodied head being kicked around in a graveyard. So I, I feel like that's fair.
1: Right? But apparently, as, as you'll see as we go on to our next part of this story about St. Mikan's, this is not the most uncommon thing.
0: Head football wasn't enough for you in 2019, the same year that we visited St. Mike's Crypt. Exact same year. Sometime between 7 p.m., February 23rd, and 8 a.m., February 24th, a man named Brian Bridgman um, came into St. Mike's. He originally spent about two hours wandering around the graveyard it's a beautiful graveyard
1: it's beautiful it's
0: beautiful but um first of all it's the middle of the night at least late evening and he's just kind of wandering around
1: suspicious suspicious very suspicious
0: yeah so then he comes he sees you know the grave the the entrance to the crypts which is as you remember you know, huge uh, metal doors. Mm-hmm. There's, like, the raw iron doors and then the the metal doors, the, the solid right. metal doors. So he found somewhere a crowbar to pry the doors open and then he, you know, signed the cross, goes down into the graves.
1: So he finds a crowbar. Yeah. Does, is it, did he actually find it or did he bring it with him?
0: That is a great question.
1: Because Shame on them for just leaving a crowbar outside. <laughs> I don't think that that, I mean maybe Ooh. I don't know, but that feels it feels like maybe this might have been premeditated. Yes.
0: Yes. That see that that I thought the same thing. Kind of gave me like a little bit of heebie-jeebies that he happened to have a crowbar. But so he says so, does the sign of the cross, breaks into the crypts, you know, as one does. He just completely Wreaks havoc on the crypts. If we remember the nun, uh, she, he turns her um, 180 gre- degrees to face the wrong direction.
1: So, so he's lifting her out of the of the grave that mm-hmm. she's in and flipping her around.
0: Basically, flipping her on her stomach. It seems like
1: like pancaking
0: her. Pancaking her, yeah, yeah. So. I don't know what his purpose here was with this. Either way, any way it is, don't love it. Um, finds another mummy, turns it on its side, and then he finds the crypt, the family crypt of the famous Irish mathematician William Hamilton, damages that whole crypt. And then he comes to, again, one of our big four, the Crusader. Just takes his head. Flips his body over and takes his head.
1: So, flips his body over and in the process is probably twisting the head off.
0: Safe to say. Flipping the body of the six foot five man right. over. This
1: would take, I mean, I'm sure it weighs nothing at this point, but imagine lifting the six foot mummified being, flipping him over and just taking the head and just yep. running out like... Got what I wanted. I'm out of right, here. Right,
0: yep. I. This just really brings a lot of questions to mind. So he's just flipping over bodies. Um. I mean, I guess there's really no good reason to break into a crypt, but just what is going through this man's head? I would – you know Actually, I don't want to know.
1: Paranoia?
0: Paranoia. So it turns out, uh, according to Brian, the man who broke into the crypt, he was simultaneously using – Alcohol and Xanax, and he says he doesn't. He did not know where he was when he was in the crypts, and has very little memory of the incident itself. Okay,
1: so I wouldn't say I'm an avid Xanax user, but I have used Xanax before. I have anxiety, also about using Xanax, but but that that kind of that is supposed to calm you down relax you it is not supposed to hype you up it does not hype you up it does the opposite of that so i don't know if this is a lie
0: I did, i i do wonder too because i feel like if i took a xanax drank some alcohol i'd be taking a nap i wouldn't be wandering around in a graveyard for two hours and lifting up bodies after a few glasses of wine i can barely lift myself off the couch <laughs> i'm ready for bed
1: right so did he really take a xanax and alcohol
0: right or could it have been something worse
1: i just that's hard for me to pcp believe. baby mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. that's what it sounds like to me okay i'm sorry this is i am not accusing this man of taking pcp this is all speculation Also, this is – I just want to be clear here. This is a 36-year-old adult. This is not a 13-year-old child. This is a a grown man. A
1: full-fledged adult human being.
0: So I do sort of believe that there had to be some kind of drugs involved here. So is it alcohol and Xanax? Maybe. There has to be something because I just – who in their right mind?
1: I don't know. I mean, maybe he's dealing with some kind of mental health. But we don't know.
0: We don't know. But this is what he said. Alcohol and Xanax. Something, something was going on. He reports that he uh, fell asleep in town somewhere. I don't know where. And he woke up with two skulls in his bag. One being the Crusader, one being an unidentified um, person. Mummy. And freaked out. Understandably. You know what? I'm going to be honest. I've had some pretty drunk nights. Um woken up with some once with some burrs 13 burrs in my hair as you I'm sure you remember and that was scary imagine waking up with two skulls in a bag
1: was he freaked out cuz he's like oh shit this was real was he freaked out because he was like i didn't do a good job of hiding this was he freaked out because he didn't mean to take those home. He wanted to do something. I mean, you know, wh- or was he freaked out? You know, why was he freaked out?
0: All of the above. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But I would lose my mind.
1: Two skulls in it. So, but he okay? So there's that, a bag involved. There's a crowbar and a bag.
0: That's a good point. So this makes me feel it's a little premeditated. Where did
1: wh- Where did he get co- the bag? Right. That would fit. I mean, skulls are. Right. That's not just a little crossbody purse she got on.
0: (laughs) You know, if he had a backpack on, a pretty empty backpack, Mm -hmm. maybe he could fit him in there. There's just a lot of things Mm -hmm. fell into place for this, it seems. A lot of things. So he realizes he has these skulls, and the guilt is eating him alive. Kind of seems like he's trying to play it cool, trying to forget it happened. The guilt eats him alive, and a few weeks later, he leaves the bag with the skulls on the hedges of the church and with a note that he wrote by hand that says, Sorry, R.I.P.
1: Hmm. Sorry. Rest in peace. <laughs> but he's had them for two weeks.
0: know. Oh, I honestly probably would have buried it in the bottom of my closet and tried to forget about it. Like... <laughs> what would you do if you woke up with two skulls in your possession?
1: Bury them in the ground.
0: Oh, that's Deep. fair. That's Deep fair. in the ground. That's fair.
1: Nobody would find them.
0: <laughs> Sorry, R. A. P.
1: Plant some trees on top, I don't know.
0: I feel, I mean, I feel like he did the right thing in the end after doing the very most wrong thing he could have done.
1: Was it right to just leave them there with a note that says, rest in peace? At least they got back. They did get back. Buried
0: together, as we were who talking about earlier.
1: found them? Like, who was the first person to find them? I don't think it said... But no. I'm just curious, was it a priest? Was it the crypt keeper? Was it someone who was just there, like, like us, who was touring, <laughs> you know, from another country, come to see St. Saint, Saint Mykin's Church, and they're touring around, and they see this bag, and they're like, oh, someone must have forgot something, I'll bring it up to the front desk, and they're like, why is this so heavy? And then some skulls roll out with a, <laughs> like, a sticky note that says, rest in peace. I mean...
0: forget their lunch (laughs) well I can tell you it wasn't a tourist because unfortunately from February 25th until July of 2019 the crypts were closed and unfortunately St. Michael's relies on that income very heavily to support their parish so they lost a revenue of 35,000 euros and they ended up having to spend fifteen thousand euros on repair and security. So
1: they lost like so, what's so it's probably close
0: to forty thousand
1: dollars in our currency in six months. Yep.
0: Yeah, and that's wow. Yeah, and which is again the main source of income for their church, which is, which is really sad. On top of the fact that this uh, body was desecrated. Mm-hmm.
1: So was the, the church closed or just the crypt?
0: Just the crypts. The, okay. the parish was able to stay open, but, you know, the crypts had to be closed. So the, um, the tour guide was actually the one who discovered it. He came in on February 25th and noticed that the wrought iron doors on the outside were open, and then the metal door looked as if it was mangled. And then once he went in, he discovered that there were, you know, the bodies were turned, there were skulls missing, and that there definitely had been something that had gone on there. And there was, you know, the the Garda, the uh, Irish police were involved. Um, and, you know, this was a big, it seemed like, from what I was reading, a big news story, especially within the parish, um, something they were so proud of was, was destroyed. So they were looking for, you know, these heads, um, For this guy, and then he returned them. So, did they know who it was
1: before they were returned?
0: No, they were. So, they were able to take CCTV footage from um, surrounding areas and eventually was able to identify the man. And this is how we know um, kind of the timeline of things and how he got into the building. Unfortunately, they weren't able to identify him until. After the skulls were returned. So they were able to find him. Eventually. And he was sentenced to. uh, Only 28. Months of prison time. And had five counts. Of criminal damage. So that is less time. Than even. um, Anthony Dillon. The 13 year old who played. Football with the head. Served back in the 90s. Right so
1: I. I think i did the math correctly it's like two years in three months and the boy in 96 was originally sentenced to i believe six years and then they dropped it down to three right so how that they came up with that i don't know
0: so it seems like anthony the um had and the two others had uh, maybe done some more damage. I mean, they damaged sixty coffins, they caused some burn damage. But again, this is an adult too. Yeah. So and I don't and it, I don't know how much damage was done to the doors. And it's it's hard to compare the two. But it seems I guess I would have thought, long story short, that there would be a lot more jail time involved for something right. like this.
1: Especially for a full-grown adult, not a 13-year-old kid. Right. Not that anybody was right in doing what they did, but that's just crazy. And so then we, so they were closed from February to July. And then we came, was it in September? Yep. We That's when we took our trip to Ireland. And when we went, we they did open back up, and we were able to go through and do the entire Tour which was awesome, and I wonder if our tour guide I wonder, I just wonder if that was the tour guide that discovered the skulls um, or discovered that the doors were like ripped open.
0: I can imagine, yeah. I was, I that was my same first thought, too, because I can, I can still all these years later picture this man. And I'm just picturing this guy coming out to open up the crits and whoops.
1: Huh.
0: And I and I don't remember I don't remember anything about this.
1: No, it wasn't mentioned. I wonder if that was purposeful. I wonder if they just maybe didn't want to talk about it,
0: especially I mean, with it we being were, so recent.
1: Right. And then we were or maybe not give anybody ideas. True. Cuz you get people coming from all over like we, you know, we're coming from the United States. We didn't know anything about this till literally this year. So I don't know if it was maybe, like, a purposeful thing that they just didn't want to touch on that fact, didn't want to bring it up, didn't want to give anybody ideas, since this has kind of been a trend.
0: Yeah, true. Unfortunately, this does seem like a trend. Yeah. But the... Um, presentation from the tour guide was very polished, so I guess I kind of feel like I understand why they didn't bring it up. He was just—he was so theatrical. He
1: was very theatrical. Do you remember
0: him bringing out the chains? Like he was yes. carrying like the keys on this like long chain. It was—he was so
1: good. It was incredible. It was kind of like you were part of a play that mm-hmm. was happening, like a moving, breathing play, and you were just being taken along. Crips like I very much felt that way like we were watching some kind of Broadway theatrical this guy was awesome he was
0: amazing awesome so engaging but then it also felt so surreal when you went down there which kind of added to that whole Mm -hmm. you felt like you're in a set because you're like I cannot believe that I'm seeing all this yeah with my own eyes
1: I mean everything down there I guess you know being from the United States we don't have things that are at quite as old as they do in Europe. No. It, we just don't. So it was very fascinating to just be down in this crypt. Like you said, it felt like we were like in a whole other, other realm, you know. Um, but the tour was amazing. It was honestly one of my favorite things, probably because it was a death related
0: thing. <laughs> yeah, we
1: had to do a death related thing on our trip. So that was awesome.
0: Do you remember my favorite part of the whole experience was when there was this so all the crypts are separated by different rooms they're very they're very thinly separated but they each have um like a wrought iron cage over them so you're kind of walking past different rooms in a very small area and one of the rooms had all of these beautiful ornate coffins
1: yes yes
0: they all had like gold and all this ornate you know, inlays, and there was one coffin that was just totally plain, just like a box. And the guide told us that this was this, um, what was he? I'm looking at my paper here. That he was a lord. He was a, So this was a family crypt. This lord was so hated by everyone, including his family, that they closed the crypt after because no one wanted to be buried with him. And so they gave him this, like, crappy box and threw him in with everyone else and then closed the crypt.
1: Oh, my gosh. I completely forgot about this. So I wonder what he did to be so hated by everybody. <laughs> I They're know. like, we don't even want to be with him one we're dead. Close it up. Lock it down. No <laughs> one wants to be there. I know. Like, what did he do?
0: I know. I would love to know more about this guy.
1: Yeah, I would, too. That's really interesting. Because I do remember that particular part of the crypt, they were, like, Red and like blue caskets down there with gold lining on them, and I think I have a picture of this too. So I'll have to go back. Cause I bet you that plain one is in there, and I just didn't notice that he just got shoved into the back and they locked it all up. That's what did he do?
0: I know he must have been a real asshole. <laughs> he must have
1: been. He must have
0: been. No one even wants to be around him, even after death.
1: So, but don't, I don't know for sure, but do they continue to pay? I don't know about now, but didn't they continue to pay for like family crypts, like the living family, to keep them?
0: That's a good question. You know what I, I mean? I know that they had to pay to continue to bury the dead. Yeah.
1: So I wonder if they had to continue to pay just to keep those bodies in there. And
0: maybe that's why they sealed it up, because they're like,
1: this is too expensive. This is too expensive pocket. for this
0: guy that we hate
1: we hate you we hate you
0: we hate seal you. it up
1: yeah I do I do have to look back at our photos on
0: that one and if you want to look at our photos they are actually on our instagram we originally post them back in 2019 it's just a, it's just a small portion of the photos but there's a picture of the skull um there's a picture of i believe some of the big four are uh, there's a picture of that in there as well
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh do you remember the girl there was a a girl there around our age who was from Texas. Do you remember her? Yeah. Her family was buried, not in the crypts, but in the graveyard. She had done like an Ancestry.com thing.
1: Very cool.
0: Yeah. I would love to do something like that and be able to trace my family that far back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would be really interesting to visit the grave sites and come all the way. Like, she came all the way from Texas to Mm -hmm. kind of do this walkthrough of family history, which is so awesome. I would love to know... Um, more people who do that. Actually, my friend Christina just went to Kansas, um, and she is very much into the Ancestry.com um, stuff. And she traced back some relatives all the way there to, I believe, a, an asylum, which is very interesting. Very interesting. And I think she mentioned she's going to go try to see the grave before she left, but I, I don't know if she did or not. So, very cool stuff.
0: That's awesome. I'd love to find out if she was able to find it. and. Maybe that's something we should do in the future. Yeah.
1: Maybe for another episode. (laughs) (laughs) Could be interesting. Could be interesting. (laughs) Do you want to feel more dead inside?